The book of Galatians is a tremendously practical book. Not only for us as Jews who believe in Yeshua, but for all believers around the world, because it's so darn practical. This morning, what we want to do is, is talk about what it means to walk out our freedom and Messiah through our community. All right? Through our community. I was talking to a young man this week. I was trying to kind of challenge him a little bit because verbally he said that he believes that community is very important. But the problem is he doesn't show up for community. And uh, so I asked him, so what do you mean by community? And he says, well, I guess I don't really mean what I meant. And he says, well, you don't have to, you know, being in relationship with God doesn't mean you have to go to synagogue. And my answer was simple. You know, if you really want to be in relationship with God, you need to follow God's instructions. Following God's instructions is critical. And God has given us instructions in regards to community. Community is essential to being in right relationship with God. It really is. And community can look different depending on where you're at. But community is essential if you're really going to be in a growing, vibrant relationship with God. This morning we're uh, concluding the last part of what's been a longer section where uh, this whole walking out our freedom in Messiah. We are free from our sin. We come into relationship with God through our faith in Messiah. Yeshua, we're free from our sin. We're not free to sin. We're not free to do whatever we want to do. This freedom is this liberty, this liberation from sin, which because of that freedom, we now have been for three weeks talking about walking out in a particular way. God has freed us from our sin to be his slaves. Isn't that really fundamentally it? Which we'll quote here in a couple of minutes from the book of Romans. So kind of the big idea, and all this is on the back of your delayed uh, announcement sheet, uh, but uh, the big idea, really, that I hope to convey is that walking out your freedom in Messiah requires your active spiritual commitment to others within our spiritual community. Got to remember, uh, community, in terms of the biblical text, it's all about individuals. You know, the, the temple, the Beit HaMikdash in, the, in Jerusalem, was a specific place. The synagogue itself, the local Beit Knesset, developed as a way of bringing that temple into the local areas to make for easy access. All right? The whole idea in the New Covenant text of the Ecclesia, all right, the community of believers, was simply that, a place where the believers would meet. It wasn't until probably maybe the 3rd century, all right, so late 2nd, 3rd century when there was opportunity, that, that buildings became so important. <laughs> all right? Today, buildings are very important for all the wrong reasons. The people that matter. Community is us. Community is all about people. And if we're going to really walk out our freedom in Messiah effectively, we must understand we have to have this active spiritual commitment to other believers within a spiritual community. Right? Can't do it on the internet. Sorry, it's really not possible. Can't do it by mail. Can't do it over the phone. Can't do it on the TV. A lot of people say, I heard sermons all the time on the internet, the TV, whatever. That's fine. You know, there's some tremendous teachers out there. It's not community. That's education. Community has to be done pressing the flesh with people. So as we go through this last message about walking out our freedom, 
want to remind us what walking is. In Hebrew, halakha, to walk, we think halakha, Jewish law, the, the really the, the whole point of halakha is, is the way to walk. The Jewish community, if you were in my Pirchei Avot class for Rav Shavuot, uh, the Jewish community has come up with an approach to living our Jewish life. We call it halakha, Jewish law, is how we interpret it, but it's really how Jews walk. All right, how Jews walk, as Rabbi Byron Sherwin taught me in Spurtis. The Jewish life is a buffet. Pork is not on the Jewish buffet. If you choose to eat pork, you're off the derrick. You're committing an avera. You're, you're, you're eating on someone else's buffet. Okay? There are things that, that, that you may choose not to do. All right? You may choose not to. Uh, learn how to speak Hebrew. You may choose not to know how to uh, personally lead a service. You may choose not uh, to read rabbinic literature. You just may choose, I don't want it. All right? Those things are all in the Jewish buffet. You don't have to eat there if you don't want to. God has a buffet, in essence, too. You can't say to God, I don't want to read, off, uh, uh, read the scriptures, which is on the believing buffet, and believe that I'm really walking out God's instructions. God says, study to show yourself approved unto God. If you're not reading scripture, you're committing an avera, a transgression of God's instruction. Isn't that interesting? Not going to services. God says, uh, on the seventh day, it's a, it's a Shabbat, it's a holy assembly, a mikra kodesh. Holy assembly. Assembly. Well, darn, that means I've got to show up someplace, right? Yes. On God's buffet of instruction is the gathering together with other believers. At least once a week. Book of Acts, it seems like they're spending time together every day. And that's really hard, because I know we're all so busy. But hopefully, and this would be also on God's buffet, is spending lots of time with believers. That's the phone call. That may be an internet chat. That could be WhatsApp. That could be anything. Dropping in and, and, uh, and uh, getting coffee or eating a meal with, with some other believers during the week. All that's wonderful. Consistent with God's buffet, his instructions for our lives. To spend time with other believers. To build community. God wants, out to, uh, wants us to walk out our freedom in Messiah through active commitment to one another. Not passive. Active. So, halakha, the way to walk is an important word for us as believers as well as as Jews. Now, we're going to look at three areas of active commitment that come from this text. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. And I'm going to try and do this quickly because I'm hungry. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. We're on page 1117 of the Congregational Tanakh. He starts by saying, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught doing something wrong, you who are directed by the Ruach, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, looking closely at yourself so you're not tempted also. Here, it's very simply about the fact that we are supposed to be aware enough because of our commitment to community when people go off the derech, when people commit an avera. Here, the Greek say, literally says, if someone gets caught out of step, I love these words, caught out of step. Walk out your freedom. If you see somebody who gets caught out of step, if you see somebody who is walking with the Lord and then whoop, you know, 
They go off the dirt. They go off the way. You go, hey, buddy, what's wrong? Why are you doing that? Well, if you see somebody making a, a poor choice in terms of their life, what are poor choices in our lives? You know, poor choices in our lives could be things that we're seeing, things we're doing with our time, relationships we're engaged in. You know, we're obligated as believers because we're committed to community to say to that individual, hey, I noticed this. Are you aware that this is happening? To do this, as it says, in humility. And our responsibility, again, according to this verse, is to put such a person back in order. Restore such a person literally means, again, put them in order. You know, the responsibility of spiritual authority is to identify when these things happen. The responsibility of elders in a community to shepherd the flock. But you know what? Every one of us is responsible to do this. You see somebody who, let's use a, a, just a, an example, if you see someone in the congregation run somebody over and keep going, the next time you see them, or back, well, call them, say, do you know you just ran somebody over and left the scene? Yeah, it was an accident. I don't usually do it. Brother, sister, that was bad. <laughs> you need to put things in order, which means you're going to jail, buddy, you know? That's, of course, ridiculous. If you see somebody engaged in a relationship that's inappropriate for a believer, or engaged in an activity that's inappropriate for a, for a follower of the Messiah, inconsistent with God's instructions, we have to reach out. We have to help them understand that it's out of order and encourage them to put it in order, but in gentleness, which is difficult. You know, seek not so much to to understand as to be as to, to be understood as to understand. Gentleness and understanding is, you know, you know, you idiot, you just killed somebody, you ran them over and and didn't stop. Well, I was with three people, all three had heart attacks. I was rushing to the hospital. Again, another ridiculous example, but sometimes in life, people make choices because of circumstances they're in. We need to make sure we're being gentle and understanding. That's extremely difficult. Within an active community, in an active commitment to spiritual community, we need to be thinking of how we can help people that get caught out of step to help put them back into step and to do it in gentleness. You know, there's a cross-reference. You don't have to turn there. One of the first verses I memorized as a new believer James chapter 5, verse 19. So all, and this is current, when Galatians is being written, James is either have been written or is going to be written. Uh, James 5, 19, it says, My brothers and sisters, if any among you strays from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that the one who turns a sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Now, Besides seeking to intervene and to help people who go off the way, go off and make an avera, let's go ahead and look at the next two verses. Chapter 6, verse 2 through 5. Chapter 6, verse 2 through 5. It says, Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the Torah Messiah. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he's fooling himself. Rather, let each one examine his own work. Then he will have pride in himself alone and not in comparison to anyone else. 
for each one will carry his own load. Very complicated text. Commentators all say the same thing. It's a very complicated text. A couple of things I just want to point out. Do you know that within our community there have always been needs, physical needs? Hopefully what we see in the first verse is that there's spiritual needs to be aware of, but you know, people have physical needs. I remember when somebody in this community years ago had nothing to eat, and they didn't bother to tell anybody, okay? Sometimes that's just a reality. People do not communicate need. If we are actively committed to community, then we know how people are doing. That's just the way I understand it. You know, it's not so common today that people go into other people's houses. Some people don't want anybody coming into their house. I don't care if people come into my house because I want to be as transparent as possible. But people are not so good at that. They're not as, as warm to that idea. We need to be understanding where people are at, both spiritually as well as physically. Sometimes people, because of the way they're raised, because of the way they kind of process things, they don't want anyone to really know how bad things are for them. We have to be aware of that because we have a responsibility to support and encourage one another. Supporting one another within the community whenever possible is absolutely within our responsibility as followers of Messiah Yeshua. Bearing one another's physical needs. Caring for one another in regards to physical needs. You have physical needs. If there are issues going on that no one knows about because you become really, really good at just always wearing a smile and not letting anybody really know the reality of your pain, uh, you've got you to gotta humble yourself and, and let people know. If you're the sort of person that basically says, listen, they made their bed, let them lie in it. Let me read something. This is a very interesting translation, New Living Translation. It goes like this. If you think you are, not, you are too important to help some, uh, someone else, you are fooling yourself. You're not that important. Usually the people that said they make their bed, let them lie in it, are the people that are self-absorbed. Guys, sometimes people make dumb choices, all right? But that, that, and especially, that could be spiritual. We have to help them. Some people, just due to circumstances, develop, their lives develop, and, and they are, their situation is what it is. We still have to help them, all right? We need to be thinking of what we can do to support one another in regards to physical needs within our community. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, though, uh, provides a good counter-thought. Not a counter-thought. It kind of, I think, goes along with something that Eric preached on a couple of weeks ago. Second Thessalonians, I can't find it, uh, chapter 3. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Uh... Verses 6 through 9, 6 through 11. He says, Now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, to keep away from every brother who behaves irresponsibly and not according to the tradition they receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. For we did not behave inappropriately among you. And we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but worked night and day with labor and hardship so as not to burden any of you. It wasn't that we had no right, but rather to offer ourselves as an example for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this order, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that some among you are behaving irresponsibly, not busy, 
but busy bodies. It's a great translation. So for those of you who say everybody should help me, there is the appropriate question, so what are you doing to take care of yourself? Everything in the biblical text from the beginning to the end says we need to be honoring God by working ourselves to provide for ourselves to have enough left over to give to others. All right? At the same time, Romans chapter 12 is a great passage in regards to this too. He begins by saying, I therefore urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You want to know the will of God? Read the scriptures, live a life as a living sacrifice. For through the grace given me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to use sound judgment, as God has assigned to each person a measure of faith. For just as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body and Messiah, and everyone parts of one another. We're stuck with one another. In a good sense. We balance one another. Just like one of you is a spender, one of you is a saver. I think I know who the saver is. Although, <laughs> there's these realities. All right? How are we balancing one another? We have to be actively committed to one another within the community. We have to do that. Well, the last thing in the limited time left, uh, we, uh, this passage also yes. uh, talks about supporting leadership. Take a look at verse 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, it says, Now let the one who is taught the word share all good things with his teacher. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he also shall reap. For the one who sows in the flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows in the ruach will reap from the ruach eternal life. So let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have it, oh, I'll wait there, verse 6 through 9. So a couple things here. It's very interesting. The story of her and Aaron. All right? Leaders, spiritual leaders, always need people to support them. Depending on where they're at, that's how the support, support structure goes. All right? There is no man is an island, is a very appropriate phrase. Moses had to lift his hands high with the staff in his hands. Every time he had it up high, the Israelis were winning. When it began to slip down, the Amalekites were winning. Remember this? It's in the Torah. Moses and Aaron are looking at that going, boy, Moses is getting tired. But Miriam went up and said, you idiots, go help him. So they said, oh, okay. So they gave him a rock to sit on, and then Ur was on one side, her, Aaron on the other. They lifted up his hands. They helped him keep his hands up. You know, I comment about the fact that spiritual leadership is really difficult. You know, most of the friends I grew up, started ministry with, are out. Been out for years. I believe our brother here, your father, is a pastor, Correct. Easy, right? Pastoring's easy. No. Yeah. Charlotte's like, no, you crazy? No. You know, Bob is an elder in this community. You know, Jay was an elder in this community. You know, Jay stepped out of being an elder a few years ago because of his health. He had served as an elder in Adada Tikva. He knew what was called, and he knew that he could not stay as an elder because of his health issues. Okay? It's a burden. What are you doing to make it easier? <laughs> Or is that not you? You're the one who makes it harder. Okay. In this text, it's fascinating. The one who is taught should share all good things. The Greek there literally is to do with finances. It's material. 
If you're here and you don't support this congregation, you're hurting the leadership because that means we stress, right, Bob? Because it's like, how can we do anything? There's no money. Well, if you're here and you're not committed to this community to support its leadership, one sign of that is you don't give, right? You know, it's not just because it goes into our pockets. It doesn't, frankly. It goes into the work of the community. I mean, Bob's genuine. We want to walk on, you know, good flooring. We're going to have to pay for it. All right, otherwise it'll take a little while for that flooring to get put in. Share with those who are teaching you. Share with those who are teaching you. But not just materially. I think sharing with those who teach you isn't just money. I think it's yourself. Going back to that last passage we were talking about in the book of Romans. We're a body. God has gifted some to teach. All right? Some of you, frankly, are not gifted to teach. All right? Some are gifted to teach. They're in their role. Some of you are gifted to, to, to do mercy and hospitality. Don's not here at the moment. She went to visit Don. Don went to visit Don in the nursing home. Okay? That's incredibly important ministry. And it helps me because for weeks I've been stressing about the fact that Don has been in communication and I don't have time to go see Don. And Don said she could go see Don. Isn't that wonderful? What a blessing it was to me. Norm Nowak and I talked uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I remember Norm, Norm Nowak, who moved to Houston. A lot of people moving out of Chicago. 30,000 people moved out of Illinois last year. Thanks a lot, Ed. Hopefully you'll come back, okay? Norm used to come in at a very opportune time, and he would vacuum all the carpet. The Cohen Cleaning Service, because Norm is a Cohen. Cohen cleaning service. He come in and he vacuumed. He did it to help because he knew it helped me. He was supporting his leadership. I got to remember coming in on a Saturday morning and doing an aliyah and chanting Torah, leading services, being a goodbye, doing greeting, doing sound. Guys, that's just so that we can have an organized service with all the accoutrements of Jewish tradition. What are you doing to support? the spiritual leadership of the community, support the community by your actions and gifts and abilities the rest of the week. <laughs> That's something to think about. Gotta remember, this joint operates seven days a week. It really does. What can you do to help make this enterprise effective another day in a way in which you've been uniquely gifted and really have interest in? All right? Some of you do it in different ways. Some of you don't. But for all of us, we need to think about how we can, as it says in this text, share all good things, not just money. Honestly, the most important thing is time and talent. Treasure, frankly, God can pour dough on us anytime he wants. Time and treasure, or time and talent, you know, that comes from us as individuals. And that goes back to Romans chapter 12 and the the sac living sacrifice on the altar. The problem with the living sacrifice is what? Drags itself off the altar. <laughs> Got a spirit of God has to work in that individual to get it back on the altar. The level of your active commitment to your spiritual community practically indicates the power of the Ruach's work in you. Two elements in the book of, of Galatians, this whole book. People come into right relationship with God by faith alone in Messiah Yeshua's atonement, period. Remember, it's not an anti-Torah book. It's an anti-try-to-earn-your-salvation book. It's all about the pure gospel message. 
You know the other part of this book? All about the Ruach. The power of the Ruach. You come into right relationship with God. How do you know? Ruach's working in your life. Spirit's operating in your life. You say, well, I, I believe in Jesus, but I, I really don't have any sense of the Ruach in my life. Are you a believer? <laughs> if you're not sure if the Spirit's operating in your life, one, you could have grieved it or quenched it, but you could, maybe you're not a believer in Yeshua. Maybe you just really haven't gotten to that point where you accept Yeshua's atonement. You humble yourself and you determine, yes, this is truth for me. I accept Yeshua's atonement. The Spirit of God comes into you and enlivens you. So going on, on, on the thought that you are indeed a believer, if you're not eating on God's buffet, if you're not reading scripture and really committed to community and you're using your gifts and abilities, if you're not seriously looking for ways to, to nourish yourself off of God's buffet on a Tuesday morning or a Thursday night, throughout your week, then you're going to be spiritually weak. The power of the Ruach isn't going to be able to manifest through. And what we've been talking about, this commitment to active community, isn't going to be all that apparent in you. So as we conclude the book of Galatians, at least until next week when it's a real conclusion, I want you to give consideration to this importance in regards to community. First of all, how are you spiritually building up members of this spiritual community who are struggling to grow? You know, one of the things I've learned in almost 30 years of ministry, there are people I'd love to see grow who just have no interest in growing. I accept the fact. After almost 30 years, I can't, I can't make people grow. I know that comes as a surprise to some of you, but I accept it, all right? But the people that want to grow, who want to read the scriptures, who want to live their lives for God, what are you doing? What, do I, what am I doing to encourage them? Keeping an eye on, that, on them, encouraging them. So when they, as they're growing, we're encouraging them. They go off the way. We say, hey, we don't wait six months. <laughs> we don't wait a year. It's like, hey, we're in relationship. I just noticed that you just pulled into a place with some pretty sketchy, uh, sketchy newspapers. What are you doing there? Or I noticed that, that last night I couldn't talk to you because every time I was trying to talk to you, you were, you're, you were in, unintelligible because you were slurring so, your words. Or, hey, you know, you're married, and, and I saw you late last night with somebody that I don't remember you're married to. All these, again, shocking. Or it could be, hey, I noticed that last week you missed services. Is everything okay? That's much more practical. Or, hey, how's it going with reading Scripture? I know you and I you were in doing a study together, and, and we stopped. But are you, how's it going? What's your regular Scripture reading like? We all need that. We all need that. Because it keeps us on the derech. Keeps us on the right way. We need that from one another. That's commitment to community. Whose physical burden within this synagogue community are you currently helping to bear? Whose physical burden? Whose physical struggle or difficulty or issue or, or problem within this community are you currently helping to bear? Something as simple as providing a ride. Something as simple as watching kids. I was so funny when Abe, just, you know he used to babysit for the Barkers, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand he can, he, he can babysit four kids at once, just so you know. <clears throat> but that was a burden. Isn't that interesting? 
It might not have been. It was just an issue. I mean, I think it was the, the women's study, the sisterhood study, right? Yeah. And no one could do it. David was at work, and I didn't know what to do with kids, really, and I was busy with something. Abe did it. Abe did it. It's amazing. But it's so simple, yet it's, it's, it, it's an example, a perfect example. Think about who it is that you know could be blessed by you in regards to a physical burden. Third, how are you supporting the work of your spiritual teachers and leaders within this synagogue? And it kind of goes along with number four, but I want to think about it differently because finances, quite honestly, if you're a member of this community, you've obligated yourself to support this community. You've obligated yourself in becoming a member to tithe, to seek to tithe, meaning setting aside 10% for the work of the Lord your God who would have gave you your job and your health and everything else. Setting aside that 10%. And then from that, to generously support this community too. But more important, I would say this morning, is how are you sharing with, how are you uh, serving within this community in such ways to support the vision and the work of this community in your unique gifting and interest? Something to think about. Something to think about. Some of you are, I'm sure, doing it in different ways, but... But some of it, as I look at, at the service within our community, a lot of it is really on a Saturday morning. There's almost, really almost nothing that goes on in this community to build up the, the work of the community outside of Saturday morning. You know, that's a big change from the past when there's other things going on. I mean, Club Maccabee needs help. There is no youth programming, really, besides what Udeet does, and Rachel does some too, right? These things have, have faded, all right? Uh, the active outreach we used to do years ago, it's faded. All right? We don't have anything with a nursing home or a soup kitchen. or you know, We don't gather clothes in a, for, for food. A lot of these things, they faded. Why? Things change. People get tired of doing certain things. It's understandable. But you understand that anything that goes on is because people have said, you know what, I want to support the work of the community. and I have an interest in this area. And so the work begins. So for yourself, as you think about this community, your community, in what ways can you actively commit yourself to supporting your spiritual community and the leadership of it through your time and talent? Forget about the treasure. That's actually a contractual arrangement that we have together, okay? <laughs> but that time and, treasure, time and talent, that's the one that's so critical because that is a direct, that is a direct outcome of your relationship with the Lord, the Ruach working in and through you within this unique community. Let's close in a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much for the fact that you have saved us by, our, by simple faith. And that, God, our, your desire is to, that your spirit would work through us to make a difference in this world. God, as we, as we conclude this service, this time, as we we think about the, the simcha soon to be with, uh, with Abe and Adrian. I pray, God, that, that you would bless all in this community, God, with joy and plenty. But yet, God, help us to also think intentionally of what we can do to be an encouragement to those who maybe are struggling in different ways. Help us, God, to be a community that is committed to one another so that your ruach, your spirit, would flow through and bless us from strength to strength. We pray all this in Yeshua's name.